friends, it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to Simple Saturdays, the podcast all about helping you find simplicity in your life and living your life on purpose, showing up and enjoying the life you have. For those of you who are just joining, I am Shauna. I'm a mom of three kids and they are officially all in school now, but I started Simple on Purpose um, years back because I had finally decided to declutter my home. I felt like I suddenly had permission to do it. I was inspired and decluttering my home changed my life. Of course, other things changed my life too, but it was definitely the catalyst. It helped me to just see the ways that I was just building up and accumulating kind of layers and false identity and security and stuff and just letting myself be a victim of my home instead of taking control and creating a space that I was proud of and could use for my family. From that, it just grew into wanting to live my life purposefully. I wasn't using my home purposefully and I wasn't using my life purposefully. A lot of things had slipped out of my control in my health, my home, my marriage, my relationships, ideas and dreams I had for myself. So I just wanted to start setting some intention and the kids were really young. They were all at home with me um, because they're all within three and a half years of each other. And it was just a slow and steady process. And now we're here. Now the kids are in school and I just have more time to do coaching and share these podcasts with you. And I'm also working on a course all about decluttering your home called Reclaim Your Home. That's coming out this coming month. All this to say, I have learned the beauty of simplifying my life. Of course, it started with simplifying my home, but simplifying my life, it makes me feel like I have time for the things I want. I have time to just show up and enjoy what's happening right in front of me. Um, I know there's going to be time for things later. It's managing my time, my money, my energy, and my space. It's managing my resources. I've been talking about this all summer in the Simplify Your Life series. You can check that out in the show notes if you want to catch up on that. So last episode, I talked about five things that make my mom life simpler. And today I have six more. I told you I would have five, but of course the list grew overnight in the sleep. (laughs) just like the laundry pile. So here we are. I'm going to start off with what is number six, a continuation from last um, podcast episode. And that is taking time to slow down and be at home. So like I said, when we feel like our lives are busy, we feel like there isn't enough time. Our life will never feel simple. So if we feel our days going from place to place and chore to chore, there's no time to rest. And We need to schedule in that time. It's not just given to us unless we're sick and even sometimes not then, but we need to schedule in rest time. And I'm a Christian, so I like to bring in the Sabbath and that is keeping Sunday as a day of rest. And it's something I had never really done before, but now that I do it, I love it. So, I mean, if you're a Christian, you know that when we have a day of rest, like God had a day of rest, we are putting our plans and security and our hustle out of our own hands and into his. But no matter what faith stance you have, a day of rest is so important. It just lets you stop and listen to your body and your mind and your heart. You can process things. You can let your mind wander. You can just kind of like breathe a little bit. And I think it's important for us to do and to teach our kids to do. A day of rest for them can really recharge them. There's lots of like science around the benefits of being quote unquote bored. It just takes out the agenda and the activities from being handed down to them. And it gives them a space and time to kind of just do that on their own, figure out what they want to do with their time of rest. So currently we keep Sunday as a day quote unquote off. Um, We call it church and chill because we go to church, eat lunch, and we just chill out around the house. The kids have baths and iPad time that day. 
And I try to stay off my phone and read like actual real life books. <laughs> and we keep dinner simple. I've talked about church and chill before. It's not something we're strict with. I mean, there's often neighborhood kids stopping by, but I definitely notice that if I have that day of rest, I feel recharged. I don't feel like I'm rushing into the week ahead. And so I try to protect the day of rest. <laughs> the next one is using a calendar and planner to manage my household. And before I had kids, before I was a mom, I just thought planning was something you only did if you were like opening a small business or training for the Olympics. I just didn't think it really applied to me. Like I could schedule in some work stuff at my work, but at home, like just whatever happened, happened. I just lived like I had no control and a calendar wasn't really necessary. A plan wasn't necessary until I had kids and then I needed to get control. So I started planning things out. I'll share a link in the show notes about how planning has helped me and how I use it in motherhood. And I really like to use a paper planner. That's how I keep all of my lists and notes. And I really like a physical planner on the fridge. I can just look at it. Um, but I also use like my planner that I carry around with me everywhere to plan out other things like bills that are due or gift ideas or just running lists of things I can refer to later, like meal ideas or things to go do with the kids. Just the, that's just like a brain dump of where everything goes and using the plan is what is the key. And two things really help me use the plan. One is just looking at my planner every morning. And the other thing is having calendar meetings with Connor. And I call them calendar meetings, they're so official. It's basically me like cornering him in the kitchen be like, what is happening this week? Let's talk about it. And so we just look at the calendar together. We write on anything in specific that we want to see done. We know who's going where and what's expected. What I love about this is that we are putting in things we want to get done. So now we know it's on there. We're going to have the time and space to do what we need to do. And we can just show up and continue on with life in the meantime. I feel like there's such a business component to running a house. And I feel like moms need business hours and families and spouses need business meetings. Like I just feel like it's so helpful to run your home with a bit of a business sense to it. The next thing is using technology to keep me on task. And we all have our phones with us. What are the powerful ways we can use our phones to empower what we need to get done? And for me, I use phone alarms daily. So I set a reminder anytime something comes up, like I put the laundry in the wash, I'm gonna set a reminder in my calendar to go and take it into the dryer. I have an appointment today in the middle of my work day, I might be late for it, I'm gonna set a reminder. When I'm, you know, I want to make something for dinner tomorrow, I set a reminder to check meat in the freezer. So I use it all the time. I set them for everything I can think of. And I set a couple alarms to go off at different intervals so I don't miss them. The next one is something that's very personal to us. So I don't know if this is something every family is crazy about, but that is limiting the number of extracurricular activities we have as a family. I think as moms, we just have different tolerances and expectations for how much we spend in terms of time and money and energy, making sure these extra activities are happening. So for me personally, I need a lot of willing space in my week to feel like I can manage my energy. That's a resource that I am very protective over. And just if I'm doing so many things and going so many places and it's a daily activities for this person, that person, I get burnt out. So to be a better mom and a better human, I know that I'm going to need space to help me show up better for my life. And, you know, I think it's also how you grew up. Like I grew up with a lot of free time and I think it can be really powerful to help kids learn to make their own fun and set their own agenda and just explore the ideas that pop into their heads. Like 
I spent a lot of summers teaching myself to draw and dancing and climbing trees, playing with my little sister, writing stories and singing songs. So like everything that I'm bringing back into my life as an adult <laughs> was a foundation of my childhood. So the way that we specifically set limits on extracurricular activities, because our kids are still pretty small, eight, seven, and five, we have them pick just one activity that they want to sign up for for the year. And it's kind of been handy because they all have picked the same one. So because that's so easy for us, we are making exceptions for special things or things they're like super interested in. For instance, Linnea has been obsessed with horses and her passion is getting stronger. It's not fizzling out. Like she's kind of getting weird about it. She's so obsessed with horses. So we want to help her channel that weirdness into action. And she's going to start horse riding twice a month. And that's a great intro to just see where she wants to take it and if she wants to keep doing it next year. So I know this is very personal. I'm not saying that this is what the right way is. This is just what works for us. And, you know, I just really appreciate being home with the kids after school. Everyone has downtime. They can play with the neighborhood kids and ride bikes and play Lego, whatever. I don't know. But I know these days won't always be here and soon they'll be teenagers and we'll be signing them up for everything. <laughs> if you want some really good inspiration and encouragement on this, I highly recommend the book Simplicity Parenting. It's something I've also been sharing on my Instagram stories. If you check out the highlights, I was sharing a chapter recap and I'll link that in the show notes. We also limit ourselves. We don't just limit our kids. We limit ourselves. And by that, I mean, I add things to my plate and Connor reminds me that I have to let go of something and make room for it. It can just be so easy to say yes to everything that comes our way, but we need to keep making choices about what's going to be great right now. And we can say no, but that doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. The next one is keeping celebrations simple. And this again is an example of just seeing what's a right fit for you as a parent. Because I really do admire the moms who throw great birthday parties or summer barbecues. I think it's such a wonderful way to be creative and love on your people. But to me, for that kind of event, to prepare it and plan it and pull it off, it just gives me so much anxiety. It's not my, it's not my strength, it's not my passion. And so I know that I can keep things simple. I can keep holidays and birthdays simple and still find really special ways to make people feel loved and seen. And I talked about this more in episode, I believe, 29 birthdays on purpose for different ways that we try and keep birthdays simple. And Christmas is another big one. And you can read a bit more about how I handle um, Christmas in the Simple Christmas series. But the big things that make it simple for us are we don't do Christmas cards. We keep our decor really simple. We draw names for each side of the family, so the gift buying is like kept to a reasonable amount, and we just plan a lot in advance about what we're getting and buying it ahead of time. I think what I take away from that is there are so many birthdays and holidays in a year. It can be a strain on your money, on your space, on your energy to maintain a very high level of celebration at each one. Um, so by keeping them simple, what it allows us to do is to stop and pay attention to the person that we're celebrating or the reason we're celebrating and think about really unique and intentional ways that we could show up for them, whether we buy them a special gift that is just for them or take them on an experience or do a fun activity with them. We can get really intentional and still make it very purposeful and thoughtful. And number 11, the last one is planning out the upcoming year and season. So after living my life for so many years on autopilot, just letting life happen, I wasn't intentional about any season or any year that came into my life. I just kind of went with the flow. 
But when we started our quote unquote life on purpose journey about five years ago, one of the first things we asked ourselves is what do we want to do this year? Such a simple question. But just asking this and writing down our answers, our brains started just spitting out all of the ideas we actually had, but we weren't listening to. And then putting it to paper, it helped us be accountable and it encouraged us to do it and like encourage each other to do it. We still do this every year, every New Year's, we sit down and now we sit down with the Life on Purpose workbook and we talk about what we want the year ahead to be like. And something that has helped us kind of stay on track and be mindful in the moment is to do this at each season. So we kind of just check in if something big is happening, like a holiday or a trip or maybe summer break and now the kids are out of school. We sit and we have a talk about what we want it to look like this time. And that helps us kind of lay out what our top priorities are so we can get really clear on what we're saying yes to. And we talk about what we hope it's going to be because unmet expectations are just a really fast way to break down joy. And then we list any specific activities or events that we want to do or things we want to make sure we're doing so we can make sure that we just have like the money and the resources to do all that kind of stuff. So this is something that I've just been including more people in when there's something that we're planning together. Like when I went on a girl's trip to Portland, I sat with my lady friends and we talked about these things. When we have something big coming up with the kids, we talk about it at our like family meetings so we can make sure that we're doing all the things that everyone's excited to be doing and kind of everyone knows what's expected of them and what to expect of each other. So you can see all of these things that I mentioned in this episode and the last episode there's just a lot of planning how we will use our resources. And I think it just comes down to being intentional about knowing where you're going. What kind of family culture do you want to have? What things are top priority for you while you have these years with the kids in your house? And what do you want to be doing with your life? Like you still have a life too and you get to live it. So planning out things, managing your resources, they're all going to make your life simpler. And these are just 11 ways that we do it. I don't know if you have joined the Facebook community group yet. There's a link in the show notes. There's been a lot of fun stuff happening there. We had our first live mini session about myths you might believe that can hold you back from having a simplified closet. And then I gave um, just a quick Q&A session where I answered with video and showed you kind of how I organize my closet and how I'm preparing for my fall wardrobe, that kind of thing. It was really quick. There's some great discussion. We're going to have more live mini sessions. The next one coming up is going to be on decluttering your kitchen. So I'm going to give you a tour of my kitchen and we'll talk about um, just general decluttering of kitchens. So if this sounds like something that is up your alley, then click the link in the show notes and join our Facebook group. I hope to see you there. When you get there, give me a shout out in the comments and let me know that you came over from the podcast. And if you like this podcast, I haven't really been mentioning it, but there is something called ratings and reviews. I'm sure you've heard about them. So the reason why we ask for ratings and reviews is because they help us show up in the search engines. The more people who are leaving positive feedback that this content is actually useful or I enjoy it, the more likely that the podcast players are to show the episodes and show the podcast to people who might be searching for it. So if you're so inclined, leave a rating review and then click the link to check out the Facebook group and I hope to see you there. Have a great day.